Hello, I'm Crystal Vilkaitis. I'm a curious, wine-loving entrepreneur who loves to learn and have open and honest conversations. Join me and my amazing guests as we talk about all sorts of relatable business and life stuff. It's my goal that you'll have fun, learn something new, and get inspired. Wine is not required, but is recommended. This is Crystal Uncorked. Welcome to this episode of Crystal Uncorked. We are talking about how to be bold, just like the red wines that I love. And holy guacamole, this freaking red wine. Don't walk, run. This is so good. I am so excited about this wine. So we're going to go right to the wine. I got to tell you a little wine tip. Um, When I am buying my wines... I like wines that are 14% or higher. I learned this when I was wine tasting to always look at the alcohol percentage because the winemaker was saying that you can, you often like the same level of alcohol content. I really like bold wines. I've always just loved bold wines. So I find that 14% or higher. This is 15%, which I feel like you don't find very often. It's often like a 13.9 to 14.5, at least here in California and what I've seen so far, what I've been drinking. This is Arndt Cellars. Uh, this is a 2016 Petite Syrah. We got to hang out with the winemaker when we were in... Paso Robles last week. His name is Don Arndt. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Don, you make fucking good wine. This is so good. It is so bold. The color is so beautiful. I cannot say enough great things about this wine. Thank you. I actually joined the wine club. I am a member and I'm so glad I did. I loved every wine that I tried when we were at Don's um, in his tasting room, he just taught himself how to make wine. He's from New York. So that was fun for him and Dustin to talk about. And he came out here. He's got a Harley. He still has the same Harley that he had forever ago. I forgot what year it was, but, um, he's got such a cool, energy. He's just so cool. Loved hanging out with him and, um, some great stories that he told us. And if you get a chance when you're in Paso, go to his tasting room and then become a member. His wine is so good. And like I said, he just started making wine self-taught. Love it. He just fucking did it. And he did a great job. Thank you, Don, for making great wine. So cheers. And today we are talking about how to be bold, just like this beautiful wine. Confidence is one of my favorite things to talk about. I think it's a little bit of my superpower in the sense that I help people be confident through crystal media and through my training. I hope that I help some of my friends feel more confident or confident in their life. Um, and I feel like I am a pretty confident person, but obviously I had to get here. And then it's a constant thing that you're trying to figure out and you're trying to, to improve upon. I feel like you're not always confident in everything you did. If you figure that out on how you're just perfectly confident with everything, let me know. Um, it obviously changes depending on what you're doing and as we evolve. But for me, 
I am lucky enough that I grew up in a home where I, I grew up an only child. I have two half brothers, but I met them when I was 14. So I call myself an only child. And, uh, so it was me, my mom, my dad, and they didn't have the best relationship. They ended up getting divorced, but they were really great parents. And both of them, I just always knew growing up that they believed in me and supported me. And they did such a great job of telling me that I can do whatever I want to do, whatever you want to do, you can do it. They just so believed in me, which was really amazing. And I feel like part of that, my mom growing up, I don't think she had that same level of support and I'll have to ask her. Um, but I feel like not a lot of people in her life were like, you could do anything, Cindy. She had kind of a tough go at it that maybe I'll talk about in a future episode. I want to get her permission first. Um, but I don't think that she had that level of support. And so I think for her, it was really meaningful to support me in that way. And my dad has worked at the same company since he was 18 years old. They've shifted, like they've been bought out and he, his roles have changed over those years. But he is 60 years old, worked at the same place for 18 years since he was 18. And, um, he always told me, don't work for someone else if you don't have to. And he really like just make your own path, you know, and just like instilled that into me and made me believe that I could. So mom and dad, I love you. I feel a little emotional. I feel really thankful that I had that kind of support. Cheers to you guys. Um, so I was lucky enough to grow up in this house where I had ultimate support and belief and I carried that through. Now I was a pretty shy kid and I kind of blossomed a little bit in middle school and then I got shy again in high school and then college definitely like, like to party and have fun. And, um, I went year round in college and got my bachelor's degree when I was 20. I love learning. So I loved going year round and, um, you know, I think I was a little too confident when I graduated because I was 20 years old. I had a bachelor's in marketing. I had $80,000 in student loan debts. And I was like, where's my 70,000 a year job? I have a degree. And so I started, I opened up, I grabbed the phone book. Yes, the phone book. I am old enough to have had a phone book and have used it <laughs> for many reasons. Um, I went to the Yellow Pages. I went to marketing agencies and I started calling the local marketing agencies in Colorado. And I started at A and they're like, hello, blah, blah, blah. You know, how can I direct your call? And I'm like, hi, uh, are you hiring? I just graduated with a marketing degree. <laughs> just so um, hello, I have a degree now. So would you like to hire me? And they'd be like, no, we're not sorry. Like, and, and I would be like, oh, oh, okay. Thank you. So the first few, I thought maybe they'd want to ask me more questions. I mean, I thought that they were really going to want me like what we've been searching for a, a person who just graduated with their marketing degree with no experience. Come on, join our team. <laughs> That is not what happened. So uh, I was a little naive and I keep calling, I keep calling, I keep calling. I'm down to the R's and I call Red Rocket Media Group and the owner, Jen, uh, very nice. And I'm like, are you hiring? And she said, hmm, 
We're not hiring, but we might be interested in an internship. What kind of experience do you have? And I'm like, uh, I have a degree. And she's like, okay, but what kind of experience do you have? And I'm like, I don't really have any. And she's like, I feel like an internship might be a good way to start. Do you want to come in and interview? And I interviewed and I got the internship and then later became a paid employee. And it was how I really started my professional career. Thank you. Shout out to Red Rocket Media Group. Cheers. Chad and Jen, you guys were awesome. I learned so much from you. Cheers. So part of my role at Red Rocket was we had to sell um, or I had to sell logos, brochures, websites. I, I also did project management with the company. And so if you're going to sell branding to companies, you got to get out there and network, right? So I will never forget. Now, thankfully, Jen took me under her wing and we went to some different networking um, events together and she kind of showed me the ropes. At this point, I'm like 2021. 20, okay. I'm young. I'm new. Uh, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I want to do a good job. And I'm, I've been like waiting my whole life to have a career. Like I really just always wanted to work and make money and be independent. And like, I just have always wanted to do that. So I was so excited. So, you know, we go through all the steps. Well, one day I got to go to a networking event on my own and I'll never forget this event. So I drive in my little Eagle Talon to a Marriott in Fort Collins and I walk through the door. I remember sitting in my car kind of like, okay, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. <laughs> and I get on my car. I'm like, okay, just go. And I walk into the, the hotel and find the ballroom. And in my mind, seeing this back, it's like a movie where I see two men with white gloves and gray suits on either side of the doors that open up the doors to the ballroom. And as I look inside, everyone's wearing ball gowns. And I'm like, what am I doing? Okay. None of that happened. Nobody opened the doors. They were just open. You just like walk in, um, little check-in area over here. And then everybody's wearing like business casual. Some people are in suits, right? Nobody had ball gowns on, but this is how I imagine. Like I remember it because it's such a big moment of like, these people are so fancy. These people are so amazing. And ah, here I am. I'm 21 years old. I'm brand new. What am I doing? So I just remember checking in and then walking and smiling. And I just smiled at like everybody I could see and, and I just smile and smile. And then I found the closest table and I just put my stuff down and there was another woman right there at the table. This was for e-women networks. It was mostly women. There was like 120 women in the room and five dudes. (laughs) And there was a woman that was also at this, at this table. We hadn't like officially began yet, you know, so everybody's standing and I felt like everybody knew each other and I was the only one who didn't know anybody. And there was another woman there. So I start talking to her and I just smile and I say, hi, what's your name? I'm Crystal. What do you do? I just, I, I kept asking questions. I wanted to learn about her because I was so nervous and terrified on the inside that if I just kept asking questions and had her talk, I wouldn't have to talk. And what ended up happening is she got like more enthusiastic and talking about her business. And I started being like, Oh, how interesting. Okay. So I'm taught learning more about her business. 
and my nerves started to kind of settle down. And then you, you, I all of a sudden kind of realized like, oh, she's just a human. <laughs> she's just a human like me. Um, and so thankfully it was like the bell rang and everybody had to sit down and dinner came and the speaker, um, you know, they do their whole intros, whatever. And then the speaker comes on. So, woo, I did it. I'm in the room. I talked to somebody. I'm sitting down. The speaker's topic is about confidence, which is insane to me looking back on this whole experience. Um, but there, I really believe there are no coincidences. This was all supposed to happen. So, she, when the speaker, I have no idea what she said except for one thing. And when she said it, she walked by me and she said, fake it till you make it. Now I know there's controversy around that. Like not everybody loves that statement. I believe in it because it has gotten to me. It has gotten me where I am today. I was 21 years old in a room full of successful business people and not all are successful. Of course they're new. They're trying to figure it out, whatever. Right. But in my mind, it's like everybody's successful. Everybody is probably at least 15 to 20 years older than me in this room. Who am I to be here? All the stuff, right? All the head trash. Um, fake it till you make it. I, I grabbed onto that and I held tight to where I was like, okay, Fake it till, so what does that look like? I stand up taller. I'm confident. I speak proudly about what we do. I've been doing this for a long time, you know, just really showing up. And, um, I moved forward with that. I'll never forget that night. I'll never forget the feeling once I was sat in my car. I was like, you did it. You did it. Oh, I think people liked you. You know, it was like this. Oh my gosh. I think it went well. I think it went well. I survived. I could do it again. I could do it again. So I did, I kept doing it. I kept showing up. I kept showing up. I kept showing up. And every single time that I kept showing up, it got easier, it got easier, it got easier. And of course I started building a lot of friends, right? And uh, what I noticed smiling hands down, it's never failed me smile. This is where I've hated the whole mask thing because I, so with COVID, I so connect with people through smiling. I just love that connection. Like you smile at somebody, they're going to smile back at you. It is a, it's such a gift. I, so I love smiling at people. Um, I took that into all the networking events and then just listening, asking people questions. That was like that, that worked for me the first time. And I just moved forward and I asked questions. I want to learn about people. And what I learned is that people really like talking about themselves. <laughs> so that was sort of perfect for building this business of mine, right? And building these relationships because I loved learning. I was building up my confidence and who I am in the world. And I just really wanted information from them. Learn, 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 learn. And then maybe they'd ask about me and maybe we would get another meeting and ha and I, and sell to them. And maybe not really what ended up happening is I built a really strong network, did do some sales. Um, and then when I ended up going off on my own, I had a really great network of people and, and women specifically that really supported me. And I'll talk about more of that on future episodes. Um, cause there's some cool stories from that. So you fast forward about a year after that, you know, ballroom event that I went to and I was asked to speak to an intimate group of very successful women. There was just eight women in the room and they would do these monthly networking events and bring in a guest speaker. 
And I was so honored to be one of their guest speakers. And I talked about social media. I've been in this industry forever. And I did my whole thing, you know, talked for 30 or 40 minutes. And we were just in this little small conference room. And I sat down and somebody in the room, she goes, I just have to say it. Crystal, when I first met you, I'll never forget it. You walked into the ballroom so confidently and you were smiling and you just had this energy about you. And I just was like, wow, I want to sit next to her. She seems so confident. How is she doing this? She's so young. She's, you're so confident. How is she doing this? And ever since that day, I just felt like you would be doing big things. What? Like she was talking about the same night, my first night of walking in. That was when I met her. And I was like blown away that she said that to me and share. And I'm so thankful that she was honest and open and shared that with me because we have like experiences with people and we don't always share them. Um, because that was a game changer for me. I remember leaving that meeting and getting into my car and it was slightly raining. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I can't believe that that was her experience with me because I was terrified. (laughs) I was terrified, but I somehow made an impression. And you know, what's funny is that the topic that night was fake it till you make it. But I almost knew that going in, right? I told, I just put on a smile and I smiled and I did what I could. And so in a way I was faking it. Um, and it worked for me. And what was wild for me is that you never know people's stories. You never know what's going on in their head. She had no idea that I was terrified. She thought I was super confident and it made her impressed. I feel like she said something along the lines of her feeling not as confident and she saw my confidence and she wanted that confidence. And I'm like, what? She's like in her fifties. I'm in my twenties. I couldn't believe that she was saying that. And so you never know people's internal dialogue, what's going on, right? You just never know. Okay. That's my fun confidence story. And my fake it till that you make it smile ask questions, genuinely be interested and, and then be you that has done. That's been great for me moving forward. So let's do a little cheers to our fake it till you make it smiling, listening confidence, but it doesn't stop there, right? It doesn't stop there. So let's cheers first. It doesn't stop there because yesterday I crafted three emails to send to three people to be guests on my show. And I had a really hard time hitting the send button. (laughs) I said to Dustin, I'm really nervous of sending this. Like I want them to be guests. I'm really nervous. I all of a sudden had all these feelings. Like Dustin was my first guest. He's like an easy ask to say, Hey, will you do the show with me? And he was so enthusiastic and supportive. But like somebody else and the three people I asked, I've met them all in person. I know them. I have good relationships with them. I still was terrified. What if they come on the show and I ask the wrong questions? They have a bad experience. What if they don't want to do it? What if it's too new? It's too small. I had so many things coming up. And eventually I was like, girl, you got to hit the send button. You got to just move forward 
Because if you want to do this show, you need to have some guests. I love having guests. I love interviewing all the things. I got to have some guests. Y'all are going to get sick of my stories. We need other people here. (laughs) So I hit send. Within 12 hours, not even that, I think within five hours, two of the three people said, yes. Um, One was like over enthusiastically, yes, 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 yes. Made me feel so, 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 so happy. Um, I haven't heard from the third person, but she's already agreed in a previous meeting. In a previous meeting, I've asked her to be on my show and she said yes, but I was still scared to send the email because it made it really real. And what if I fuck up and all this, all this, all these things, right? So it's moving through the fear, finding the confidence and fucking faking it till you make it and just hit the send, do it. So I Googled because I was curious how, what, um, how to find confidence, how to be confident. I will tell you, there is a lot of content online about confidence. So it must be a hot topic, but I did find an article from um, verywellmind.com and I linked to it on my site on crystalandcork.com if you want to check it out. But uh, they had five tips, which I really liked these tips out of everything else that I read. So I want to share them. The first one is to stop comparing. If you, if you deal with any kind of confidence issue, if you need to build your confidence, boost your confidence, you want to help somebody else, these are great tips, okay? Number one, stop comparing yourself. This one, I do a lot. I do this a lot. It's definitely a um, challenge for me uh, that I constantly have to make sure I don't get in that trap of, um, oh, but she did that. Oh, they're here and I'm here. I really get sucked into that stuff sometimes. So we cannot, we cannot. And here's the deal. With social media and just online, people can say whatever the fuck they want to say. And often with social, people are sharing the good stuff. Like, I'm not going on social sharing the really shitty stuff that happens for me. You know, I'm trying to think. Thankfully, I haven't had a lot of shitty stuff happen recently. But like, if there's, oh, I've had a bad day, I'm not going and showing that. But when I'm on this epic vacation, I'm sharing that, right? Like, keep in mind, everybody can say whatever they want. So we just can't compare. It's smoke and mirrors, people. We cannot compare to that. I know it's easy to get sucked into that, but we can't. The second was take care of your body. And I really resonate with that one because, so this is, this is diet. This is exercise, meditation and sleep. When I am tired, I am not on my game and I feel insecure. I have things are harder than they normally are. I'm just not performing as well. And, um, there are just moments in your life where you're just tired and it's like not the right time to do something. Rest then do it, right? Like we push ourselves and we feel so much guilt of not producing all the time. I don't know. I feel that way. I think some other people feel that way too, especially women. I feel like we do that to ourselves. But um, if I'm tired, I'm not going to be confident. I'm not feeling great. Not at all. Uh, you know, for me, I'm also trying the past few weeks have been so busy with producing this show. I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I didn't realize how much work it is a lot of work, but I'm loving the process so much. Like I really feel aligned and I'm just loving this process so much. 
So that's good. It helps fuel me, but it's been a lot of work and I have prioritized it over me doing my 30 minutes every day of working out. And I'm starting to feel that and I'm not sleeping as well. And my body is tight and it aches and it's just not, I'm not as energetic. I need that 30 minutes. So, um, you know, I'm trying to get in a better place of eating a little bit better, getting my workouts in sleep. That's critical. So taking care of your body actually helps confidence. I hands down agree with that. Third was practice self-compassion. This is all about being nice to yourself. Uh, instead of thinking like, Oh, you won't be able to do that. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I can do that. Right? Like this goes hand in hand with number four, which is use the power of self-talk. So it's like, instead of, I can't do that. Oh, what a stupid mistake. I really fucked up. You're like, Oh, I can do that. I am fucking amazing. Right. I talked about that on episode two. I think of, I want people to tell me that. I sometimes tell myself I am fucking amazing. If I got to get to that place, I can do this. Yes, you got it. Go right. Positive self-talk. Another great positive self-talk. At least I learned something. At least I learned something instead of, oh, you're an idiot. You messed up. Um, Dan Sullivan says, if you're not winning, you're learning. And I loved that. So you're not failing. You're learning. You're winning or learning. Ah, uh, that's a win-win. I'll take it. I'll learn. I'll win. I want both. That's great, right? The fifth one was embrace embrace self-doubt. This is where we will put stuff off until we feel ready, until we feel confident. But we often never feel ready right? This is all about getting, un- getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and just fucking do it and just j- really just fucking do it. Push through. Is that Nike's new slogan? Just fucking do it. <laughs> uh, I have to tell you with this show, you guys know, I, t- I was very open about it with episode one that I had a lot of fear around doing this and I just did it. And I have never felt so excited and passionate about something that I've ever done in my career. I have loved things that I've done with Crystal Media and for past businesses that I've worked with. There has been really amazing things. This just feels so aligned and lights my soul on fire. And I'm not making any money doing this right now. I'm just doing it because I feel pulled to do it. But I imagine, imagine if I didn't do it and I let fear get in the way, right? That would have been really devastating to me. So, uh, you got to push through. And what if you just thought, what if you approach things like, Oh, I'm just going to try this. It's going to be an experiment. Let's see how it goes, which is kind of how I feel about this show. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what it's going to produce, but I just fucking want to do it. So I'm going to do it. And it's an experiment and let's see how it goes. Right? So I encourage you to do that as well. If there's anything that you are waiting to be ready for, maybe you just do it now. I feel like I said that in my first episode. It's a little bit of a theme for me. Obviously with confidence, like I said in the beginning, you're not just going to have it. And then I fucking rule and I'm amazing and I could do anything all the time, right? Like you're going to get knocked down. I will never forget. I had a speaking gig in Dallas and this room hated me. (laughs) I feel like they hated me. It was, it was a room of men 60 plus, 
little bit of an older demographic than I normally was seeing. Usually I speak to like 40 to 70. Um, all men. And here I was, this is many years ago. I was in my twenties and I'm talking about social media. So I don't think that they resonated with me, this young 20 something girl talking about social media. I don't think they wanted to learn about social media. Um, everybody in that room was not using social media. So it was probably torture for them to be in that room and listen to me. Um, I could tell, I could feel it. They, they hated me. I could tell they did not like me. Um, the next morning, the conference planner texts me to meet me a little early in my room. And I'm like, what? That's never happened before. It was so weird. So I meet her in the room and she's like, so we've been getting some negative feedback about your seminar. So do you mind if I sit in the next session and just see how it goes? Like people are just saying you're not really engaging the audience. And I was like, please sit in my session because I don't know what's going on here, but they hate me. And I'm like, I ask questions. I'm like, show of hands. And everybody's like, hmm, so mad at me. <laughs> Nobody wants to show of hands. Nobody laughed at my jokes. You know, I tell silly, stupid jokes, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I said, please sit in my session. So she did. And after about 10 minutes, she left she came back when everything was done. She's like, yeah, I, I hope it didn't distract you. I left early because you're good. They're not responding. I don't know why, but I know you're good. And I'm like, thank you. At least, you know, I'm good. Like I'm not, I'm really trying here. I don't know what's happening. But that fucked me up a little bit. That whole experience got in my head and I was in Dallas speaking at that show. I had a good friend of mine who happened to be at, in Dallas at the same time, Julie, and I texted her. I went over to her hotel. We got a glass of wine. I told her how it was embarrassing. It was like, I really, this, am I like not doing the right thing? Do I suck? Am, is this, is my career over? You know, I was being a little extra, probably dramatic, but it really affected me. I was not used to that kind of response. Um, definitely had more than a glass of wine because I was drinking my feelings. And, uh, and that was that. And they didn't ask me back, which I'm not surprised if they would have asked me back. I don't think I would have said yes. I, that was not a good experience for me. And, um, obviously wasn't a good experience for them, but here's the deal. After that, I was like really thinking, am I a bad speaker? Do I want to do this? Should I do this? And what's crazy about that is that I fucking love speaking where I am at my best and happiest is on a stage talking to people. I love it. I love talking to people and helping them in some way. Hopefully I'm helping. Um, and so I'm like doubting my entire career over this one gig that just didn't work out as well as I was hoping it would. So I really had to build my confidence back from that. And that's just something that happens to to us. Right. And that's where I think having a really supportive, um, group of people, people who believe in you. Like I said earlier, my parents really believed in me. I have amazing friend system that just so believes in me. I have a lot of support and love my team as well. So I was able to bounce back from that. 
Um, you know, I think about having a crystal and corked community where we can support each other. I don't know what that looks like yet, but if you're interested in that, email me, tell me. Um, but I just think whether it's with me or just somebody else, like we have to have those communities to really help us because it's not all easy and we're not going to always be so confident and free and lovely. So another drink of this epic wine, notice how I'm almost out. That's a problem. Thankfully I've got the bottle here. Cheers. And the last thing that I just want to part with is sparking confidence within other people. So I just mentioned having a community of people and how important that is that support you, that love you, that build up your confidence, that support you when you're down. Julie was probably the best person I could have seen in Dallas because she's so loving. She really helps you see all sorts of different sides of the story. She'll definitely, hopefully, be a guest on the show. Um, so I was so thankful that she happened to be local. I could see her when all that went down, but she really helped spark for me to get through that next day of speaking. Cause I had to go back and speak again and I was hard. So you have to have that in your life and be that for other people too. And I will tell you, I think I said this at the beginning of the show, I think one of my superpowers is helping people feel confident in themselves. And I've done this at Crystal Media with my training. I have been teaching social media and I have made some people cry, which has been rewarding. Sounds terrible. It's rewarding because they're crying because they found something within themselves that they didn't know they had. And I just helped unlock it. What I did is I teach and I encourage and I cheerlead and then I give some steps on to get how to get started, how to get something done, follow these steps, and then they go do it and they're like, wow, I can do this. And then they see results, which is often sales, they build their business and they see where they came from and it is a moment for them of growth, but not just like, Oh, I sold from social media. It's like deep growth within of, I overcame a major fear of being on camera, of running an ad, of putting myself out there in my store and it worked and I made it out alive and I actually enjoyed it. And I can't wait to do the next. So that is one of the most rewarding things I think that I'll have ever done in my career is help people push through those blocks, but they have to show up for themselves. I'm able to just energize, give some steps, but they have to do it. And practice truly helps you overcome those fears. So give yourself some time, give yourself some patience, some grace, believe in yourself and believe in others because that is a big thing. I believe in my retailers. I know that they can do what I teach. And I think having that little bit of belief in them helps push them to do it. And maybe they don't have somebody else in their life that's really focused on that. Cause who is, who's like, Oh, you should be on Facebook live. It will really help grow your business. Like you know, people and their family and friends are probably not doing that to them, but I am, I'm supporting my team is we are there supporting these retailers and it builds confidence within them. So believe in other people, support them, be there for them. And, uh, and if you need that from somebody and you don't have it right now, will you DM me? Cause I am here for you. 
I am happy to support you and believe in you and however I can support you, I want to. So thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I hope that you go out there and you be bold. I think that when we are bold in our lives and we are more confident, things feel a little bit more aligned. We perform better. We show up better in our relationships, whether that's for our spouse or our 11-year boyfriend or our team. Um, and it just helps us perform, be on top of our game, be more resilient. And so I just really want more people. And really my audience is often women. And I think back to my mom, um, I want women to be more confident and to believe in themselves and to believe in each other. So I hope that you tune in to next week's episode. Talk about believe in each other because Patricia Norens, my mentor, is going to be on as my guest. And man, this woman has believed in me and I believe in her. And we just have a really beautiful relationship. And I can't wait to share her wisdom and her knowledge to this audience. So don't, don't miss that episode. It's going to be so good. If you'll do me a favor, the best way to support this show, if you're finding any value at all, if you could leave a rating or leave a review on or, and or subscribe on Apple podcast, on Spotify or YouTube, however you're watching or listening, it would mean the world to me. It would be really helpful and share pictures of you listening to the show. Ben, my friend, Ben did it. Becky did it in her car. I love seeing those pictures. So please share pictures of you listening. And I hope that you found some inspiration in this episode. I will see you on the next Crystal Uncorked. Get yourself a bottle of this Arnt Cellars Petite Syrah because holy guacamole, it's fucking good. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to see pictures of you listening to the show, a screenshot of your favorite episode and or your favorite wines. Share them with me. Just follow and tag at Crystal Uncorked. I can't wait to see you there. All right. I'll see you on the next see you. See you.